This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast for this Football Friday on Championship Sunday. So we have reached the NFL's final four. And you could not ask for two better or more competitive matchups. And you can make the case that the four best teams are here. Clearly, I don't even think it's an argument. And in the NFC, it's not an argument at all. In the AFC, you can't even include Buffalo anymore. I think the four best teams in football are here. Any one of them can win it all. Uh Obviously, there is some question marks to be answered, especially in health of Mahomes, of lingering doubt of health of Hurts, although he looked very good against the Giants. And whether Purdy can handle the pressure the next couple of games is a very big issue and one that will follow him right to this Sunday's game and then to the championship game, the Super Bowl, if he gets that far. I mean, he's already writing an amazing story. Rookie quarterbacks don't play this deep into the playoffs. It doesn't happen. And it's a remarkable story, despite the fact he is surrounded by plenty of talent. Bed Rivers has new football, a new football squares game where you can win up to $10,000 when you make your football bets. So check it out on the Bet Rivers and the Play Sugar House apps. And remember, for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey, Play Sugar House in Connecticut. So we have reached the last day of multiple football games. Championship Sunday. Then there'll only be two weeks of hype and then the Super Bowl, the season for all intents and purposes is coming to a close, and we have two very competitive, as you can tell by the lines, very competitive games uh, to deal with here. Um, The Niners and the Eagles have had terrific seasons. Uh, If Hurts doesn't suffer an injury, um, the Eagles would have been even a heavier favorite and would have come into this game as uh, maybe even an overwhelming favorite uh, by now because their record would be that impressive. But they opened some question marks with their play over a couple of weeks, but they did answer a lot of the questions with a resounding performance against the Giants. I mean, they just destroyed the Giants. There's no other way to say it. I mean, they just completely destroyed them. Their running attack was brilliant. Their pass rush was overpowering. Uh, and they are a very complete, very talented team. Uh, they are as good at every position as any team in the league. Uh, and Hertz has become a star. He is nothing short of that. He's an MVP candidate. He would have won it if he didn't get hurt this year. Um, 
the Niners are a terrific two-way team. They can beat you with versatility on offense, and they are a terrific defensive team. They were better against the run than anybody in football this year. The Eagles were better against the pass than anybody in football this year, allowing 5.5 per pass attempt. The Niners allowed 3.4 per run. Uh, these will be very interesting uh, challenges come this game. Now, you still wonder if the Eagles are healthy at every key spot. They looked good. They've had a couple of nagging guys that are uh, critical to their success. But I think they answered most of those questions against the Giants uh, with their performance. The Niners are fairly healthy. McCaffrey and Mitchell both got a little nicked up late, but nothing to worry about from what we understand. And these are two deep, talented rosters that will go head-to-head here. And if anything, you have a good chance that this game will be controlled more by the defenses than by the offenses. Um, The one thing to deal with here, though, is San Francisco is going to have to deal with an eagle attack that has been very explosive. The Niners had been very explosive until the Dallas game. That was the best defense they went against. Now they're going to go against another one here. The interesting thing here is Purdy going against this pass rush that got 70 sacks this year, four guys in double figures, and can be overwhelming, overwhelmingly good, and it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that, how much pressure they put on him, and whether or not he gets forced into any bad decisions, quick decisions, poor throws, you would think those will be issues in this game. The thing you notice clearly since he has been in the lineup, he wants to throw the ball to Kittles. He wants to throw the ball to the tight ends, and he wants to throw the ball to McCaffrey. He wants to throw the ball to the running backs. He does not throw the ball that much unless they are wide open. He does not throw the ball that much to the wide receivers. Iuk's capable of making a big play. We know that. But they are a team that where the guys you're thinking to take away in order of preference are Kittles, McCaffrey, and then Debo, who can beat you running the ball and catching the ball, and they get him the ball in a variety of ways, and he can turn any play into a touchdown from any point on the field. We know he has that kind of uh, electric speed, but he doesn't get the ball all that often. If you're looking what you want to take away here, you want to deal with McCaffrey and take away his ability to run the ball consistently, and you want to take away. You want to take away Kittles, who makes the big plays in this offense and has ever since Purdy has taken over. Purdy's clearly got a connection with his all-world tight end, and Kittles is the best two-way tight end in football because he is a dynamic blocker. 
Nobody catches the ball better than Kelsey. Kelsey's the best pass-catching tight end of all time, but he does not block like Kittles. Kittles is a great blocker. The Niners, as good as they are on defense, and they have some incredible players on defense, obviously with the line they have, obviously with Bosa, Warner, Greenlaw. I mean, they have superb talent. But I think their one vulnerability could really become a big, big key in this game. I am not, I am not a Traverius Ward fan. And I think he will be victimized in this game. And they have two wide receivers and three targets. There's three guys who are going to hurt you in their passing game and hurt you in a big way. Obviously, Smith, Brown, and the tight end, and all of them can be very, very lethal. And I think these two, Smith and Brown, caught so many passes this year. And while they throw the ball, the Niners throw the ball to the backs and to the tight end, they throw the ball to the wide receivers, and they get the ball deep. And then you have to deal with Hurts' ability to run. He can run like a running back. And he will run in this game. He did not run the last regular season game against the Giants. He ran the ball, especially in the first half, seven times designed runs in the first half of the Giant playoff game. He didn't do it a lot in the second half, but the game was a route. He didn't have to. He will be a big factor running the ball, and that is a weapon that has to be taken away from the Eagles because it can destroy you and break your back, especially on third down. Purdy can use his legs, and he will, not like Hurts. Hurts can go 50 yards for a touchdown and will run to gain big yardage and will run the score. And with this game being the one that is the biggest pressure game because this is the one that gets you to the Super Bowl. They'll be all out to do whatever it takes, and that will mean Hurts will use his legs as much as he is needed to in this game. The Eagles run the ball better than anybody in the sport. If you look for the most impressive running, except for one game, By the Lions, the Eagles had the top five most impressive running performances this year by any team. Not just one of them. They had all of them except for one by Detroit. They ran the ball all over the Giants, and they put more pressure on Jones than anybody had faced in a postseason game in the last 20 years with their pass rush. So those two things the Niners have to deal with. Now, the Niners have great defensive players. They have terrific line play both ways. They can run block. They can pass block. There's nothing they can't do. But dealing with a pass rush that comes at you in so many different ways and with four people who have all had double digits in sacks, That is a lot to deal with. When you look at this game, 
you have complete confidence that Hurts has arrived as a star and a franchise quarterback. There's no question about that. I mean, he is, without question, one of the two favorites to win the MVP. I think he would have been the MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. That's how good his season was. This is his team. This is his offense. He has arrived as a leader and as a star. Purdy has just played a couple of games. He has shown you some vulnerabilities in the playoffs. He struggled at times against the Cowboys. He struggled with some of his decisions. He struggled with some of his throws. He struggled in the first half for the Seattle game. He had a wonderful second half for the Seattle game. It's too much to ask to not expect him to face some jitters and some pressures in a title game when he has had just a handful of starts in his career. Any young quarterback would face that. Any quarterback would face that. To be a guy who's had just a handful of starts, despite the fact he's been so successful, it's a lot to ask. The Eagles are home. Obviously, big edge, no, but an edge. Whether you have a team that comes from a mild climate against a team that we don't know what the weather is going to be yet, but the bottom line is the Eagles could handle any kind of weather. They're a Northeast team. The weather could be an edge for the Eagles. The home field, an edge for the Eagles. Quarterback, an edge for the Eagles. Overall roster, a slight edge for the Eagles. A couple of matchups, break for the Eagles. There's nowhere where you look at this and say the Niners have a dominant edge on the Eagles. The Eagles have a couple of edges on the Niners. The Niners don't have any big edges on the Eagles. The only question you worry about is, is Lane Johnson healthy? Is Hurts 100% healthy. Those are things. Are the guys in the secondary for the Eagles 100% healthy? Those are the questions that you have. But you would expect them. You would expect both these teams to play well because they both have lifted their game. But let's be honest. The Niners struggled moving the ball against the Cowboys. They could again struggle moving the ball here against the Eagles. The second game, obviously, we've been there and done that, and now we'll do it again. I mean, Cincinnati is the one team that has had Kansas City's number. They've beaten them three straight times, all by three points. They beat them last year in the AFC title game. They feel that they have been minimized. They feel that they have been underappreciated. They like to send that message, and they like to really sell that and really run with that and really utilize that as something that is, a, without any question, a motivating factor for them. They are completely confident, and they take on the personality of their 
quarterback who is the most accurate passer in the sport and is as good as any quarterback in the NFL, and that includes the guy he's going against, who also is going to be on a high ankle sprain. Anyway, you slice it, he is. He is one week into a high ankle sprain. He'll be in a boot. His running ability will be compromised. I'm sure there will also be certain times when he puts that foot down where it's not going to feel very good when he goes to throw, and he goes to planet. But he's going to have to live with that. It's going to take away a little of some of that special quality he has of escapability. There's no question about that. Kansas City's home, but Cincinnati has showed you they can win on the road anywhere, anytime. They've already won in Kansas City. They just come off a win in Buffalo. The one thing that you're left with in this game that you're going to answer this week that you didn't answer last week The snow last week, Von Miller not being in the game, and the snow last week negated the Buffalo pass rush. It was a big advantage for Cincinnati. But remember, Burrow also will get rid of the ball quicker than just about anybody in the sport. He gets rid of the ball that quick. So that is how he keeps himself upright and aids his offensive line. The thing Cincinnati also did was they ran the ball well. Andy can not repeat, can not be afraid to run the football. In these games, he often ignores the pass completely, the run completely. Now, last year, they dropped eight and rush three, challenging them to run the ball, and they kept passing into it, and it hurt them. Andy has done that a couple of times in big games to a detriment. He wants to pass the ball. He has got to use his running game. But the difference in this game, remember this, I think you're going to see a very different attack from the defense of the Bengals for this reason. There's no hill here. Kansas City is not a team that beats you with their wide receivers anymore. They beat you with the tight end. They beat you with the ball going to the running backs. They beat you with Mahomes' improvisation. Last week, he did throw the ball five times to Tony and target Tony seven times. Tony can be an explosive wide receiver. They don't have one, really. Schuster, Scanling, those guys are not explosive wide receivers. Not when you're talking about guys like Hill. Tony can be an incredibly explosive player for them. They need to get more explosiveness out of their wide receiver spots. And they need to throw the ball down the field, which they don't do. This year, his 41 regular season touchdown passes, 28 went to wide receivers and tight ends. I mean, went to tight ends and running backs. And Kelsey was targeted 17 times in the game last week. Cincinnati has better wide receivers. I think for two wide receivers, you look to the three best wide receivers in the sport are 
Jefferson, Chase, and Adams. The best tandems in the sport are Smith and Brown and Hill and Waddle. The best trio on one team is Cincinnati. They, with Chase, with Higgins, who gets every 50-50 ball and goes up and catches everything that's up the, thrown up, up the ladder he gets. And then Boyd, who a lot of people think is as good a slot receiver as there is in the sport. Now, last week they also moved him out of the slot a lot and put him outside a lot. He is a lethal third receiver. Plus, they throw to the tight end a lot because you, they will bring him to Chase's side and then bring Chase, break Chase off to take the coverage and then throw the ball behind it to the tight end. Plus, they ran the ball really well. And they have two running backs who can catch the ball and can run. Their question mark is their offensive line. Their defense is underrated. Their pass rush is underrated. The defensive coordinator is underrated. Kansas City's defense, I think, is also underrated, but it's not as good as Cincinnati's is. They need Chris Jones, though, to attack and dominate. They need You need to hear in this game that Chris Jones is unblockable. That they can't, Cincinnati can't block Chris Jones. You need to hear that in this game. I worry about since I worry about Kansas City on special teams. I worry about them against Cincinnati's passes getting pass receivers getting down the field, especially Boyd. They're going to pay attention to Chase. They will lose Boyd, and he will beat them deep. Then you got the Mahomes injury to worry about. I think my picks will be up on Friday. I'll save them till the uh, Bet Rivers folks put them up, and they'll put them up on Friday afternoon. But I will tell you this. The Eagles and the Bengals deserve to be the favorites. The Niners deserve to be the underdogs. They're on the road. They have a young and experienced quarterback. They deserve to be the underdog. And Kansas City, with the Mahomes injury, and the matchups that are presented by the Bengals deserve to be the underdog in this game. I think... In my mind, the two favorites are Philadelphia and Cincy. I think they deserve to be the favorites. I think right now they are the better teams, not by a lot, as the lines indicate. These other two teams, Kansas City needs no introduction. They've been favored in 14 straight postseason games, an all-time record. They might wind up being underdog by a point or two in this game. Won't be more than two. If I had a guess, I think since it'll be like a two-point favorite come uh, kickoff. It's gone back and forth. I've seen it as high as Cincinnati two and a half. I've seen it as high as Kansas City one. Uh, today it was uh, Cincinnati one and a half. The other game, 
I think the Eagles will probably be a three-point favorite by – they didn't really want to go from two and a half to three, but I think they might by game time. It might actually go to the Eagles three. The Eagles are the better team. But since that's you're not you're not in any way knocking the talents of San Francisco. San Francisco is an incredibly talented team. I mean, you look at the offense. They have in Trent Williams the best left tackle in the sport. They have as versatile a back as you can have in Christian McCaffrey. They have a terrific backup in Mitchell. They have Debo Samuel, who's as versatile a wide receiver as there is. They have, at worst, the second-best tight end in the sport in Kittles and the the best all-around tight end, not the best pass catcher, but the best all-around. On defense... Bosa is a wrecking crew. Warner is an unbelievable talent. Greenlaw is a very underrated talent. Hafanga is a terrific Palomalo-type talent. That's a great compliment to compare anybody to Palomalo. That one weakness that stands out to me, especially in this matchup, is... Traverius Ward, I am not a fan. And I think Devontae Smith and Brown could get deep on him a couple times in the game, and that could turn out to be the big difference in the ballgame. I think you have two wonderful matchups. Like I said, there are no bad Super Bowl matchups. There are no bad matchups here. If you ask me to pick one matchup I'd want over the four, you know what? I can't even give you just one. Philly-Cincy will be a great game. Philly-Kansas City will be a great game. San Francisco and Kansas City, a recent Super Bowl, will be a great game. San Francisco and Cincy, and they've had a couple of battles in their lives in the Super Bowl, will be a wonderful game. There's no bad matchups. If Purdy's there, what a story he is. If Hurts is there, what a story he is. If Mahomes limps in there, what a story he is. And Burrow is about to ascend to the top of the sport. There are no bad storylines here. There are no bad matchups here. It's a highly competitive Super Bowl any way you cut it. I mean, you're talking about teams... You know, there's no there's no nine win team that's snuck in here. You know, this isn't some, you know, this isn't some team that just you know, you know, you know like the Rams against the Steelers way back, or think about some teams that have you know, kind of snuck their way into into a AFC title or an NFC title game. Hey, you're talking about Kansas City, fourteen and three. You're talking about Cincinnati. You know, and, you know, Kansas City with the kind of performance they've had. You know? Having a great, great regular season. 
now being 15 and three. They've won 15 games. Cincinnati has won 14 games. Remember, they didn't get to play one, too. You got the Eagles, who have won 15 games. You have San Francisco, which has won 15 games. I mean, you're talking about tremendous, tremendous years out of all these teams. Big winning streaks coming into these games. Long winning streaks coming into these games. I mean, these teams have done nothing but win. It's as good as you could ask for. And it's some terrific storylines. I know a lot of people, you know, look for the Cowboys to get into one of these games and, you know, stuff like that. Hey, you don't need that this year. You have everything. Would you like to see Mahomes healthy? I would. I hope that doesn't take away from the game. I would love to see him healthy because, you know what, they need a healthy Mahomes here. And remember, Kansas City is a different team this year. They don't have Tyreek Hill. And that makes them different. So it has everything you could want for a championship Sunday. And as I said, they'll post the predictions. We've had a good run in the postseason. We had a good, very good year, and we've had a good run in the postseason. 10-0 straight up and 7-3 and against the point spread. You know, um, I missed on Buffalo where I picked them to win and they against Miami and they didn't cover, and I, I picked Cincinnati to cover. And, you know, they actually did, if you go by an early point spread, but the late point spread they didn't cover against the Ravens. But I'll tell you something, they didn't really even deserve to cover against the Ravens anyway because they didn't play that well against the Ravens. The Ravens had a good chance against them. They matched up well with them. They gave them a lot of trouble. And then I was wrong on the Giants. I picked the Eagles to win the game by three, but the Giants just got obliterated, as we know. And now here we are. Get ready for a championship someday. Emails when we return. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, here we go. John is first. Buffalo didn't play well and deserved to lose. Yes, but the weather in the slippery field clearly had an effect on their pass rush, no question. Uh, since he had three backup offensive linemen on the field, if they're in the same situation this week, will that be a factor? Good question. I think it is a legitimate question. I will say this. I don't think it's going to be an enormous factor. Number one, unless Chris Jones wrecks the game. If Chris Jones wrecks the game, that will be a big factor for the Chiefs, and it's something they need. Burrow gets rid of the ball so quickly and so accurately, and he reads things so quickly that he compensates well for his offensive line. And they blocked well. These guys played well. They blocked well. They ran well. And that's a factor here, too. So I don't think it's as big a factor as we thought it was going to be going into the Buffalo game. And I do think the inclement weather helped. I agree with you. Matt from Tom's River. Do you think the Giants have to sign uh, Barkley to a new deal, uh, much like the Yankees did with Judge? I do not. I do not. If the Giants move on because they don't want to put that kind of money in a second contract for a running back, do not ever get annoyed with them because that might be the smartest thing they can do. 
I do not believe in loading up second contracts for a running back with incredible money. If he's going to ask for the sun, the moon, and the stars, he can move on. They can move on without him. Now, they have to go out, and they have to get better, and they have to get better on the offensive line, and they have to get better, and they need a big-time wide receiver. They need a game-breaking wide receiver, either a veteran one, okay, like a Hopkins, or one in the draft. You can get the wide receiver in the draft. He does not have to come in free agency for a fortune. Joey, is Patrick Mahomes already an all-time great? Um, He's awful close. Have you ever seen anyone like him throwing sidearm, jumping and throwing? I I, I don't care about a lot of that stuff. Get the job done. I don't care how you do it, okay? And he's had a couple of postseason games that he was very shaky in. He also is a bit of a magician, but I'll tell you what he gets. He gets the best commentary that you can possibly get. The two guys whose commentary is off the charts in sports is Curry's and Mahomes. No matter how they play, they get incredible compliments. And the announcers rave about them. Love them. So Mahomes has become that biggest star in the sport, but he's not I'll tell you right now, Burrow doesn't take a backseat to anybody, and that includes Mahomes. He's that good. Ernie, uh, some buzz on Aaron Rodgers. Could he be a Jet? I don't think so. I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves a place where he's going to make $60 million next year. I'm sorry. I don't think that happens. He, he, he makes $60 million next year. 6-0. I don't think he's leaving. Do you think Bill O'Brien being back could save Mac Jones? No, not automatically. I think Bill O'Brien's a pretty good offensive coordinator. I don't I, I couldn't stand him as a head coach. Um, but I don't think he automatically saves the quarterback. I think he's Mac Jones got to play more consistently. Uh, why does Championship Sunday really feel like the end of the season? Because it is. The Super Bowl is not has nothing to do with the NFL season. The NFL season, to me, is Sunday at 1. Okay? That's the NFL season. A full slate, Sunday at 1. That's the ritual of what you do on, on all those regular Sundays, those football Sundays. Your ritual that you have where you do the same thing, you get up the same time, do the same things before the game, that whole thing. Um, Super Sunday is completely different. It's a social event. You watch the game differently than you watch all the other games. You watch it in a social setting with a lot of people. You don't even, a lot of times, even watch the game as closely as you watch regular season games. You're watching commercials. You're getting your boxes and finding out what your numbers are. Uh, You're eating. I mean, whatever else you're doing, okay? The bottom line is it's a very social day. It's a a national holiday in our country. There's no question. The two weeks leading up to it is nothing short of tedious. 
I try to go a week without thinking about it. And then I only have to take a week to get into it. That's how I look at it. Never been a big fan of the buildups of the Super Bowl. I've always found it kind of tedious, to be honest with you. But the regular season in football, it ends this week. And let's be honest, it really ended Saturday and Sunday last week. That was a great weekend of games. When you have four games, two Saturday and two Sunday, that's still terrific. Just two games this week. No game until 3 o'clock this week. I mean, it's you're getting used to. You're being weaned off the sport. So it is the end of the season. That's why it feels like the end of the season. We will be with you after the games on Sunday. We will do a podcast after the games on Sunday. The picks will be posted on Friday on the Bet Rivers app and the Bet Rivers site, betrivers.com. So look for them there. They'll be up by noonish or maybe a little later on Friday. Um, so check those out and we'll let them put them up rather than pick them here. Uh, and again, look for us on Sunday to give you the postmortem on Championship Sunday and the first word on the Super Bowl, which we were heading towards for a February 12th. How about that? February 12th date for the Super Bowl. So think about how late it's coming uh, this year. Uh, they are, they've made it now to within one week of their goal that they've had forever, and that is to get to that third Sunday in February, the holiday Sunday, and then lock up that entire weekend as a Super Sunday weekend. That's always been their plan. They would like one more week in the regular season. I just don't think they can get it out of the Players Association. I don't think they can. The players have been – it's been a non-starter from what everything I've heard is that it has been a complete non-starter, the, uh, the extra week. They got the one week. They're not going to get the two. Uh, enjoy your football. We'll see you uh, after the games are played on Sunday evening. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.